This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 396. Jennifer Lawrence on Grounded Hypnosis. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. This is going to be an episode that I know is going to have some massive takeaways and epiphanies from many of you out there in this audience. And I've known Jennifer for a number of years now uh, through some of the different communities that we both hang out inside of. She recently went through our Work Smart Hypnosis Live online training event. And someone who I've seen doing some incredible things, whether it's her own specific approach to a more improvisational style of hypnosis, a real dash of creativity, which may somehow align with our shared theatrical background, but as well, someone who really just kind of got it in terms of how we start to make ourselves known in the 21st century as business owners, as hypnotists, and one of the bigger takeaways of this conversation, as actual humans, you know, as actually people that others can then align with and find something in common with and then be inspired, of course, to then make use of our services. So you're about to hear a conversation that takes the journey of an origin of working as a doula, then getting into the experience of resolving a personal issue with hypnosis, learning hypnosis. And one of my favorite tendencies is always that experience of, oh, I was already doing this, but now I know how to do it on purpose. And a really interesting conversation around, again, improv and the ways that we can start to utilize whatever is going on inside of our sessions. There's a fascinating conversation around what it means to become an expert at your own problem, as well as, again, an exploration as to exactly how we become known and what we kind of need to have as the undercurrent, as the story inside of ourselves as we start to grow our businesses and, yes, Put ourselves out there. Plus, for any of you out there who maybe perhaps at some point has struggled or is struggling with what the heck do you actually name your company? There was a conversation that I've been waiting for years to have, uh, which we captured in this episode all about where the name of her company came from, mostly because her name is also the shared name. She said after the recording that she just licensed it out to the other Jennifer Lawrence of like all the Hunger Games movies and so forth. Uh, Yet the journey as to where the name of her company came from and what that means to her, which for those of you that follow what I've been up to in the last, you know, five or six weeks, on the other side of my world, the non-hypnosis training, I do the, the business consulting side, which does have hypnotic tendencies and brings over some of a hypnotic audience, yet it was built for a more expansive crowd. We went through, I wouldn't say an identity crisis, but more a little bit of a shifting of the front-facing terms, because why? We listened to the crowd, and we saw that's what people responded to the most. And there's some really interesting insights as to how, one, um, don't use the name she uses because it's hers. And also, two, though, how we can look at something that serves a meaning far beyond, far beyond even what we originally intended it to be. So this is a conversation with some amazing moments inside of it. Really excited for you to interact. We'll put links in the show notes over at worksmarthypnosis.com. This is episode number 396. Jennifer Lawrence is spelled 
exactly as you would assume. Uh, that's where we'll put links to her website, Grounded Hypnosis, as well as the social media channels that you hear us both talk about to see what she's up to and how she amplifies the message of what she does. Which, while you're there, head over to WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. And I share this because there is a moment in the conversation where I go, talk to me about this amazing thing that you said. And indirectly, she kind of said, I got that from you. Uh, we do our hypnosis training and certification program in a way that draws an interesting crowd. Half of the people, as you might expect, are brand new to hypnosis. And it's like the first official training that they're due. That's what it's built for. And also folks like Jennifer, people who were already substantially trained and even working and seeing clients already, yet saw whether it was me or the fact that I often bring on Richard Nongard as a co-trainer for the event, a specific style, a specific approach. And it's not necessarily having to be. There's a quick funny anecdote here. I had someone one time who signed up for the event, but goes, don't tell anyone I'm signing up. I go, Okay, it's up to you. Why? Oh, because the person I trained with, I don't want them seeing that I'm taking your class. I go, well, it's entirely your decision to do that. However, they're actually someone too who attended my event, even as they were already working and even training others. This is the bigger pivot that needs to occur inside of our industry. The fact that we don't necessarily have to police people for continuing educational hours. Uh, some organizations do that. We don't with the ICBCH, not because it's a free-for-all, no, but instead, the people who are passionate about this work are going to keep learning no matter what. It's just going to happen. Um, and if you're really having to police people on the counting of hours, it might relate to a bigger issue elsewhere that needs to be resolved. Strongly held opinion, I will defend there. Uh, so yeah, when we do the Work Smart Hypnosis live and online, it's a live and online certification training, even for those that are not perhaps seeking certification. My approach to hypnotic phenomenon-based change and conversational influence, Richard's background with uh, evidence-based hypnosis, helping to really take you out of that frustrated hypnotist category, or hey, expand your toolbox inside of your hypnotic toolkit. Once again, my nickname in college. So check out the details of that event. Watch the entire video tour at the top of the page at WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. And with that, let's dive in. Here we go. Session number 396, Jennifer Lawrence on Grounded Hypnosis. The very first introduction to hypnosis to me wasn't registered to me as hypnosis. So I have three kids of my own. And after my second child, that birth was crazy. It was only 20 minutes. It ended up the midwife oh, didn't wow. get there in time. Yeah, right. And I was like, what? Birth can be this easy? Like I just woke up and then tried to have a shower and there was a baby <laughs> kind of thing. And I thought if birth can be like this, I need to support other women to take away the fear of birth and to empower them to know that they can do this. So I became a doula, which is an emotional, physical, informational support person during labor. So we don't do anything medical, but we're there for the, the woman and her partner, whoever is at the birth. And in that situation, I would get them to focus. I would give them suggestions. I would guide their attention to certain places in their body to have certain outcomes that they wanted. And so that was really my first experience of of this 
magical thing that we do. And later, fast forward, that was 2004, I became a doula. So fast forward 12 years, I was exposed to someone who um, helped me with texture issues. <laughs> I always had texture issues growing up and they did this thing called hypnosis to help me be able to wear jeans or stiff fabrics or just oh, cool. any pants. Yeah, and so I was like, hey, wait a minute. This thing that you just did on me is awfully familiar. And so then I was like, I was at a point in my life where I was looking to switch what I was doing. I just separated from my, at the time, husband and um, got fired slash quit from his company. <laughs> so I, I needed something else to do for my gig, if you will. And uh, this just came at the perfect time. And it was something that I already had a connection with. So um, I did my first training with Carl Smith in 2016. And I think it was like six days later, I was on the street practicing nice. street hypnosis <laughs> and, and just running with it. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome. So then you may have hinted at this already. Yeah, the work of, mm -hmm. you know, as the doula, and then eventually here came hypnosis, then came learning it. Are there specific moments that kind of, you know, stuck out to you as in the, oh, I already know how to do this. I've already been doing this, but now I have the system to do it on purpose. Yeah, I think when shit technical term gets real in a session, when people get really emotional in a session, um, that is the time when the doula hat kind of slides back in place because that is a place that I'm really comfortable guiding people through when the emotions come up and, and, you know, maybe tears start flowing or they start feeling this feeling of like, I don't want to do this or um, that's that's when it's like, yes, OK, I got this. Like that is the most powerful skill that I yeah. gained. Especially where, I mean, this is part of my story as to why I explain why I moved everything I do online, which is that, well, it mm -hmm. used to be you'd have to like drive to the office, deal with parking and then basically role play the issue. And if we can do the session right. remotely, it means we can actually deal with, if it's like, let's use weight loss, we can deal with some of the associations mm -hmm. and triggers that are there in the environment where you want to create the change. But yeah, I imagine right. the experience of assisting through birth, um, there's no role play. <laughs> yep. No. <laughs> Not so much. There's a right, little yes. in the beginning, you know, like you could do this, but they don't remember anything from it. You know, it's it's yeah, kind of pointless in some regards. But um, yeah, it's 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 amazing. And, and the other hat that I've worn for quite some time is um, improv. Right. So I, I love to do improv. I love to, you know, get out on a stage and make stuff up on the fly. And that also is an amazing skill for hypnotists. Like if something changes or you get a reaction that you didn't think you were going to get, or, you know, they filled out their intake form with A, and then they show up to the session with wanting help with B, being able to like switch gears and just go with it is really, Where did really the fun improv too. background come from? Liking to be on a, in yeah. the spotlight and not wanting to prep. <laughs> 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 if I'm really honest, um, the I've always loved to to play things larger than life. So in high school, I was involved in theater. I'm a theater yep. kid like you, Jason, and um, and it was really fun. And yeah, there was a lot of stress. I still have dreams, like reoccurring dreams, about like forgetting my scripts and stuff. And I don't know, it's playful. It's fun. It's like you can do be whatever you want when you're on stage. Um, not playing by someone else's script or rules, right? So that's, I don't know, it's just super fun. And, and that's, 
I love what I do, Jason, because I get to do everything that's yes. important to me and everything that lights me up all in one career. Yeah, I mean, we can, you know, attempt to quote the classic Charles Tabbitt's line of deal with what emerges, but really it comes back to the core, you know, yes and kind of philosophy, which yeah. it's one of the favorite questions in a training sometimes. Like, what if this happens? Well, you deal with it. <laughs> what if this happens? Yeah, well, then exactly. you've been given something and it's your task to then you know, make use of it. So other than the birthing experience, I'm curious if a story comes to mind where, you know, something kind of occurred or came about during a session, which was the, oh, I couldn't have prepared for this one. I think mm -hmm. it was last week as we were doing a session and it's this really cool technique that I learned um, online. It was just a YouTube video that I kind of stumbled across from another hypnotist. And I kind of took the principle of that and morphed it into something a little bit more me. And so this, this situation, you get the person to kind of associate into the event, you know, see what's going on, what they're feeling, get the suds, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. And then, and then you do some breathing stuff with them. And, um, she got to the point where the emotion of the event was gone and she was looking at the event. It was further away. She couldn't hear anything, but she could just see her dad's position in that memory. And his dad had his like leg um, slung over the arm of the chair and he's just leaning back against the back, arm over the back, you know, super casual, like, oh, nothing's bothering me. I'm all good. And and she's like, I hate the way he's sitting there. I hate it. It makes me so mad. <gasps> this is this is my response. This is how I respond in my life. I try to act like everything's cool and casual. And I just use that moment to, to create a release of that and a letting go of that. And it turned into this like visually, almost like an exorcism. Um, I, I love seeing the unconscious mind release like visually it's so cool and so powerful and she just started like shaking and releasing and like I don't want to do this and, and that doula hat came on I'm like you've got <laughs> this you can do it and uh, she just went in there and, and you, I could see in that moment how her whole being shifted and it was it was this new thing, this new spin that I put on this technique that I like to use often. But it was like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, let's just try this. Let's just see what happens. And it was, it was so cool, Jason. It was so awesome. And, and that going with the flow, um, dealing with that different thing that came up turned into be the most powerful gift, one of the most powerful sessions I think wow. I've ever witnessed. And what's really cool in that is yeah. that, you know, many of us say this, is that the practitioner eventually, eventually transcends the technique. And the technique is yeah. there, yes, to have a foundation, yes, to have something to get the process begun, but it's always what they bring to the experience that then makes it what they needed. Mm -hmm. Totally, really learning, like, um, I've been thinking about this and, you know, sometimes, <laughs> so in my house, I'm doing all my one-on-one -on -one sessions online as well. And in my house, the shower is right above my office. And so the water drips down the wall and I have this wonderful microphone that picks up, you know, all the nuances, including that shower <laughs> sound <laughs> dripping down the wall. Right. And I, you know, I have adult children who work at different times of the day and they need to get out of the house and have a shower. And, um, so sometimes I hear the water dripping down the wall and I'm like, okay, instead of like trying to, <laughs> you know, like make sounds over top of it and just allowing that to flow through you, like water flows down, cleanse, you know, like just utilizing that, like 
there's so many people, I think, you know, and I've heard this in trainings, well, what if this happens, like you said, and, and what if that sound happens? And we, I used to, when I was in the office, get kind of nervous about that. But it's actually utilizing those sounds and those environmental cues is just like utilizing the cues that our, our clients give us in this session, right? It's yes ending everything. Well, that also brings about <laughs> something you and I perhaps can nerd out on a little too much, so let's careful ours on this one. No, but it's the, the fact that <laughs> okay. for the actor, the game of yeah. something happens unexpectedly and the more amateur actor will try to play the game of, if I ignore that, so will everyone else. And I'll yeah. keep it as brief as I can. And there's no I'm censoring myself here now. Uh, there's, okay, yeah. I just have to go here. It was the whitest yeah. production of Anton Chekhov's Three Sisters anyone had ever seen. There's like 40 people in that play. Uh, All of them are like pale yeah. and nearly translucent. And the <laughs> actor drops a book and walks off the set. And like, we could not call the cue for the next scene change because the book was standing in the way of like the scenery and how things would there was like the stage would drop down and then scenery would come up and i'm hearing over headset right. eric you have to go out there and get the book and he goes no i'm not we can't we're gonna have to hold the show you have to. so suddenly the guy who was at one point um football player dreadlocks and does not look like the cast walks out gets right. the book it was the biggest applause i had ever heard <laughs> That's and you awesome. have to think the whole audience yeah. is there going, is that book supposed to be there? Is that book? And they're being distracted. So you're exactly right. Something right. happens. We have to comment on it or just teach the damn actor, uh, pick it up, look at it, shrug, put it on the table. And then we don't have to send. Right. That's part of why I burned out. <laughs> so that yeah. what would be the, nowadays, you know, from the experience of, you know, the skill set as the doula to then your own change in hypnosis to then becoming the hypnotist. Is there a specific passion these days on the, the kinds of clients that you work with? Yeah, there is totally. So I find with me, like whatever I'm going through at the time kind of influences it, like whatever I'm going through personally at the time influences what excites me as far as my practice. And um, I grew up super duper expert at being anxious, um, where I would have a panic attack about not having yes. a panic attack. Um, and so I did that really, really well. And um, so p working with women specifically um, in my one-to-one -one sessions is kind of a passion of mine, empowering them. Um, men are great. I, you know, I don't have anything against them, but I think there's lots of great men hypnotists out there. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm really focusing on women with anxiety and women with trauma. So whether it's a history of abuse, whether it's a really crappy relationship that they're trying to get their self, you know, back their feet back underneath them. That's kind of where I'm at as far as one-to-one -one clients. But I'm really, I'm starting this new thing in my area and, and for myself. And it's really exciting. It's really cool. I get bored really fast and I've never <laughs> stuck with something for a long amount of time. So the fact that I'm still, you know, doing this hypnosis thing six years later, six plus years later is awesome. And the fact that I get to morph it and, and bring in different aspects 
that excite me is really cool. So right now I'm I'm introducing sound baths when I'm calling hypnotic oh, nice. sound baths. So yeah, it's a it's a group setting. It's in person, which I kind of miss doing stuff in person. Um, I still really dig online one to one, like you said. Like I don't I don't want to do the driving somewhere and <laughs> just using more of my day than I need to. Um, but for the sound, the hypnotic sound bass, it's really cool because it's, it brings in another element of music, which I've always kind of dabbled in and loved. And it brings in that togetherness, that closeness and hypnosis that I can sprinkle in and, and the instruments I get to play kind of, you know, depending on what I feel called to play. And it's so powerful. I just did a session last night and it's so great to connect in person again and it's so great to have this other thing to keep myself interested and excited about and and explore because hypnosis is really there's so many different modalities there's so many different techniques there's so many different ways of sprinkling and weaving it together with other things that it's just so versatile and so powerful in so many different ways so yeah, that was a well, really if you, long if answer you heard to any clicking, <laughs> I tend to be over here taking some notes of sometimes it's like oh, this nice. one thing of like, oh, there's the whole episode right there. Let's just go into that. <laughs> I, I'd kind of <laughs> pre frame awesome. this by something I heard Ron Esslinger say years ago. Someone asked, like, what's the most effective hypnotic induction? And he goes, the one you're the most confident doing. That's it. Right. Don't let anyone try to tell you that yeah. one's good and one's not. It's the one you're the most confident doing. And there's something to be said about, you know, what you said there about, you know, the stuff that you're currently excited about or the things that kind of align yeah. with where you are in your own journey. And I share a bit of a personal update here, which is that I, yes, yeah. I see clients. I do the training. I have a different consulting business on top of the hypnosis company or off to the side of the hypnosis company. Yet as I see clients, <laughs> it's given me a little bit more permission to be let's say, appropriately selective on the things that I want to work on. And yeah. when we can align with the journey of the client, then we can help them get there even better. And sometimes that has turned into, you know what? If I had that issue, I'd be calling Chris and Marie Bowman because um, I know that's what she does. How about I connect you with her? Or, hey, you know what? For that issue, mm -hmm. I'd be calling Dan Candell. And... Like, here's what I mostly focus on. You're calling for that issue. And there's something mm -hmm. really admirable about that. As in, you know, figuring out that, oh, let's just call it zone of genius here, Jennifer. Let's just go for that. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As you operate in your own best <laughs> zone of genius there. What Thank I'll ask you. this in a way to clarify. It's not about what does this do that the hypnosis does not. Instead, it's the yeah. what is it that the sound is adding to it that you see as benefiting the work? I think that the sound adds a couple different things. And first of all, when we think of music, you know, it's it's an emotional motivator. It moves us, you know, we can cry from a song, we can get excited, you know, if you hear your favorite song, come on. You know, for me, the song that I want played at my funeral is Sing, Sing, Sing. It's like a, you know, big band yeah. kind of <laughs> big, big thing, a big song. And um, it gets me excited. It gets me pumped. So adding the music really allows the emotions to come up. And when the emotions come up, you know, when we feel it, we can release it. It allows it allows another layer of release. It allows another layer that the client can access their emotions through 
And maybe those are emotions that um, they're hesitant to bring up in a session, you know, like if, if we're trying to get them to, to rate their sads and they're like, oh, I, I can't I can't feel that emotion. Music is another way to like just bring it, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> just bring that emotion up on their behalf, you know. Um, and it also allows a physical release, you know, when when I'm playing, you know, the crystal singing bowls or I have this amazing jambe drum, which is just so powerful. And um, the vibration of those instruments allow a physical release as well. So I, I find it just, it ties together the experience with more um, of the whole self. Yeah. I'm trying to remember where the research was. And as I now say research, clearly I'm about to transition and talk about the singer Adele. Um, that <laughs> of course. Was last year, that there were articles coming out about, you know, the psychology around music. And like even one of the articles talked about the theme song from Rocky, um, that it's not mm-hmm. just because we identify. And it's how some of these songs have a life beyond the movie that, you know, mm-hmm. so that even the chariots of fire, the running in slow motion thing, no one nowadays has really seen that movie yet the structure of the music right? creates an emotion and someone did this whole study on adele's music as to even as i'm saying it there's the goosebumps yeah uh yes <laughs> it's all what's the fancy yeah. term here um when you align different uh, synesthesia yes when you're aligning different sensory states from one to the other um is it mm-hmm. specific music that you're finding or is it more kind of again back to the improv nature dealing with what comes up in that in that environment yeah it's definitely for me at this point it's dealing with what comes up in that environment so i kind of advertise that no two hypnotic sound baths are the same because um it it is totally dependent on who's there like last night i have um this steel tongue drum, I think I played four notes and I was like, no, yeah. not for tonight. <laughs> like, it's just not, not hitting it. And um, so it, yeah, it, it is absolutely about trusting yourself. And I think this is a big thing that I hear a lot and read a lot on the forums is like, well, what what if this or, or that, you know, that the, we need to trust ourselves as hypnotists, trust that will respond in a way that's needed in the session. So whether that's using sound baths or using, you know, just the traditional way of doing it. Um, So I just trust myself that I'm going to reach for the right instrument at that time and and I'm going to feel the room. And it was funny because someone last night after the the session said, you know, like you were talking at one point and I was like, okay, enough talking. And then you literally (laughs) stopped talking. (laughs) And I was like, sweet. (laughs) And then she's like, and then there was another part where you're drumming and I'm like, okay, I'm tired of the drum and you stopped drumming. So she's like, you're right. You really did that intuitively. So I think that's where the thing comes because otherwise it's like a script right and you're you're just kind of doing this preconceived thing that you think they need but maybe isn't exactly what's needed so for me it's it's all about improvising there's something you said a few Mm -hmm. moments ago that i have to share the anecdote around this first which is this is my favorite part (laughs) of a hypnosis convention someone does a demo and they're like who wants to you know do a demo of this okay what's the issue and then the response from the yes hypnotist but someone sitting into the client role goes oh i have really bad anxiety around driving and then the person running the workshop goes oh good which is 
not really what we're supposed to say. Thank you. You get my humor. Uh, but it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. oh, good, we have something to work on. You know, client calls up. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. terrified to go outdoors. Awesome. Um, which know, related right? to that, though, you did say, I used to be an expert at being anxious. I did that really well. Can, can you expand on that? Uh, like well, how well I, I was what, at it? What the intent is when you say that, because I... I do the same thing, as in talk about the issue as an expertise, as a skill set. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that. <laughs> well, I I did this training with this chap. What's uh, <laughs> the fun of time? Uh, may have been you, Jason, actually. Um, and I just find that yeah, when you put it in that like that spin on it, like I did something really awesome. It just gives them. A, it's humorous, right? Like people think it's hilarious. Um, so it takes some of the, the intensity away from the situation. And B, you know, it gives them the encouragement that if they did that well, they can do something else well. Yeah. And um, I, I, when you said that in the sessions, um, in the training years ago, I was like that, yes, I love that because it gives them, it empowers them. It empowers them to know that like, hey, A, things can shift and B, you can do something really well. Good for well, you. Well, it's that the same skill set, just to, now that I'm realizing, oh, wait, that was me? Oh, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although it's, you know, derivative of a derivative of another thing. Um, but it's that if you look at something as a skill set, not that the entire thing is, you know, necessarily good. Perception is everything. But, you know, it's, yeah. here is the person, if I remember the teaching example, they did not ever, quote, forget to have the fear of flying. Like there wasn't the, no, this trip's mm -hmm. important. I'm just going to deal with it. No, it was like mm -hmm. to the full phobic quality, they couldn't even get near the airport. Yet there were, mm. so like, so here's a part of your life that it's a skill set just being used in the wrong place. You know, you always mm -hmm. remember to feel this way. Uh, what's another part of life that if we just, you know, rather than cut and paste, but if we just kind of drag that skill over somewhere else, what's somewhere else that you'd like to always remember to feel a specific way? and it put the whole conversation on the outcome. I'm curious though, if that mm -hmm. kind of informs how you would run, let's say an intake, a conversation with the client to kind of, let's say, unpack how they get into that situation in the first place. Yeah, for sure. I find, you know, a lot of, a lot of the trainings, I like to do a call with them initially before we agree to work together, because like you said before, having a skill set or having um, what you like to work on is really important. So I'll do an intake form. And, and if it's not something that really lights me up, I'm like, you know, here's the name of five other amazing hypnotists in the area that if you'd want to work with them, they'd be a great fit for you. So in that intake form or conversation, yeah, I like to, I like to find out what they're mm -hmm. doing well, <laughs> you know, even if it's not in the right area it's like that round peg still has value just not when you're trying to fit it into the square hole right so it's you know it i really like to do a lot of explaining and, and kind of setting the stage if you will in that call on that intake form so that i can utilize that and i have this like transmute is kind of my, one of my words that oh, you really just whipped out your napoleon hill right now yeah yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> sweet <laughs> um but you know like you know that rotten banana is is smelly mm. and stinky and attracting fruit flies which are annoying when it's on your kitchen counter but that rotten banana in your garden decomposing and nourishing your plants is perfect 
right? So it's like, you just need to slide it into the right situation. It's, it's just, you have the tools, right? For me, everything I do is about like, you can do this. Sometimes we just need to yeah. rearrange things, right? So sometimes we just need to put that, like those curtains that are on a wall that doesn't have a window, just readjust it to the place where the, the window is, right? It's just readjusting, rearranging things because you have everything you need nice. already. Nice. I'd love to chat on something that I've admired that you do exceptionally well, which is the oh. way that you've made use of social media to really establish not just the what you do, but also the who you are and how there's a real natural oh. welcoming into your world and what you represent in such a way that it, you know, will occasionally make an offer, but isn't, you know, doing what too many people do of bashing people over the head with the buy my thing, sign up now. Can, can you chat about, you know, that sort of journey of becoming that content creator? Oh, thank you, Jason. I just thank you for that acknowledgement. First of all, I really appreciate that. Um, I got on social media pretty quickly once I started my um, grounded hypnosis business. And initially, I feel like I tried to draw from this this vague place of like, well, what should mm -hmm. I tell people? And and I, I didn't always love it. And I didn't get the the group or the audience that I had wanted, that I wanted to work with. And so I had to do a little reshifting and, and I wanted to be real. Like for me, it's all about being real. Like be who the yeah. F you are, <laughs> right? Don't try to, don't try to put on Jason's purple striped shirt and, you know, like just, just be who you are because that's going to really attract who you want to work with, right? That's going to attract the right people. And so for me, you know, I did a surrogacy pregnancy a couple months ago. Actually, it took like two years. The whole process was way longer than I thought. And it brought a lot of stuff up for me. And it and it was a, a weird journey. And it's a journey that, you know, as soon as I, I mention it to people, people are like, oh, my, yeah. tell me everything because I don't know anyone who's done it or, you know. And so I thought, what a, what a neat way to, to share that and to, to bring people into my world a little bit um, so that they know that I'm not just this robot or this person who like, is pompous with all of the answers, you know, like, it's also a way to say like, yeah, I was anxious, you know, having this someone else's baby inside of me. First of all, if you believe in ancestral trauma and stuff like that, that's that to me <laughs> experience is real, but that's probably for another podcast. Um, you know, but the carrying someone else's future inside of you is a big responsibility <laughs> and, and it can carry some weight with it. And so there was nights where I was super anxious doing that thing that I used to do really well. But the difference was this time I had tools that I, that I didn't have before. And so it was exciting to just kind of say, Hey guys, it's okay to, to feel this way. Even I feel this way, but there's these amazing things that you can do to help you feel better. So I find some, not that I want to be like, I'm so great and I have all the answers, but that I'm real and I made it through and let's make it through together. So like, again, it goes back to empowering and community for me. Those are so important. And chances are if I'm dealing with it, someone else is dealing with it. So again, just recently I posted something and you know, it was relevant to me and someone commented underneath like, oh, thank you, I needed to hear this today. And, and I get that a lot and I think it's just this, First of all, if you're not posting on social media, 
how do people know what you're doing yeah. or what you're about? So there's that. And then second of all, like if you're just per- presenting these, you know, textbook kind of flip the page. Okay, today's topic is this. They're not going to know who they're working with. They're not going to be drawn to you. And I find having a really genuine connection with the people you work with, for me anyway, is really important because it just allows the work to settle in a little bit deeper. It, it allows that trust. It allows them to kind of buy into you and the process. And if you're being genuine and you're sharing real things, it allows them to feel a little bit com- more comfortable and and be drawn to you and what you offer without saying, hey, buy 10 of these. You <laughs> well, know? that's why, I mean, there's a thing that I do that may be a bit of a time suck, um, but I think it's important that I run different Facebook groups. I run my own communities. And here's the person who mm-hmm. thinks they're doing it right and joins the group. And immediately, this is why on one of the communities, we have to approve your posts because mm-hmm. you already know where I'm going, okay. <laughs> which is the yeah. first <laughs> post. And there's like no value. And it's just click here to sign up for this thing. And like, I actually take time out of my day to message them and go, I'm asking you a question not to scold you, yet it's genuine. Has yeah. this worked for you? Because here's what works better yeah. instead. You know, establish value, become a part of the community. And I wrote down some notes as you were saying everything that you said of, uh, what is it? Uh, be an actual human. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a nice quote, thanks. We'll get that embroidered on a pillow. Uh, it's, awesome, it, thank you. It's, it's also that there's something amazing inside of what you just said that it doesn't always have to be linear. It's not that, no, Jennifer is completely changing her business to work with people who also are serving as a surrogate, though you could. I know someone now. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) It's more so that people are going to find something poetic out of that and bring it back to themselves. And this is why we actually, even as, quote, small business owners, have a greater opportunity to be successful despite where some people would go, oh, but who am I to do this? No, this famous person on TV has a book about this. Yeah, but they may not align with that person's specific story. And it's what you represent to them and why they then come into the world. And I'm assuming the sound bath, the the sound project, what's it called again? Hypnotic Hypnotic sound bath. bath. That I'm imagining that's Mm -hmm. bringing in a new audience, yet it's also bringing in people who Mm. have already done other things with you. Yeah, you nailed it. It's so true. Because last night, I would say, I think a third of the people, no, maybe a quarter of the people were my clients, right? Um, Before, and they brought other people. And then other people were just people who found me on social media and was like, I've been waiting Mm -hmm. for this in this area. And as soon as I saw this, I jumped on it. Because it is really, really new in my area. And I'm kind of like, I'm in a suburbia um, area. And so stuff like that is a little bit weird for a lot of people still. <laughs> I'm flashing back to doing stage hypnosis and what they used to call tall grass towns. And the time I was at a gas yeah. station and the guy goes, oh, cool to see something's in town. Not not someone's doing an assembly at the high school. No, something's in town. Right. Yeah. Ottawa's a bigger That's town. Oh, cool. you're something. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it is. It is. And, and there's a couple pockets and there are some people who are doing it really well, but they're doing it really well from their background, right? And I also feel like 
part of my evolution, if you will, is that this hypnotic sound bath experience is also a way to connect to themselves spiritually without being like <laughs> naked in a field with a flower crown on our heads, you know, kind of drumming, which if that's, that's your thing, great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> to, to, yeah. Exactly. It's too cold now. It just snowed today. That's why I'm moving yeah. to Florida. But, sorry, you were sharing. Um, <laughs> I get it. No, I get that. <laughs> um, but it, it, it allows, yeah, it allows this beautiful blending slash introduction, right? And there was a little while where I kind of took a step back from social media because I did get that like, oh, who cares, you know? And me personally, I was in a place where I'm like, if I post anything, it's just going to be me throwing up uh, my frustration into the, oops, sorry, into the social media ether. And so I thought, you know, now it's not the time, but um, if I'm doing this new thing, and I'm just showing up in a building and telling, you know, the people I've already worked with, I would have lost three quarters of the people in attendance mm. last night, right? So it's like by by sharing who I am, what I'm about, and, and at some points what I offer, it allows people to reach into new places that maybe they're curious about, or maybe they have this like, pulling or this like need within them but they're not sure how how or where to 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 get it met um interesting side point i grew up as a jehovah's witness and so i was one of those people that you would hide from (laughs) you know i would knock on the door and and people say like oh i don't you know i don't want to be converted or like why do you even do that and and our intent i'm no longer one uh, but our intent for going door to door was to find the people who were sitting in their house going like, mm-hmm. what is the point? And so now we don't have to go door to door advertising what we do or talking about what we do. We can post things on social media and, and we all know that, you know, we're on social media scrolling all the time. And, and if you put something out there, just sharing where you are and what you're experiencing chances are someone's going to be on the other side. I have the goosebumps now, Jason. Someone's going to be on the other side going, oh, I really needed that. You know, whether it's just like you've got this or whether it's an offering of an event or offering of a product or a workbook or a course, if you if you don't share and it can be viewed as, you know, instead of being like, oh, someone else is doing it, it can just be this this loving gesture that you're you're reaching your arms out to see who needs to grab hold. And especially when we can become comfortable with sometimes it just needs to land for one person. It just needs to be that yeah. one thing that someone heard that day. Um, this has been a conversation I've been wanting to capture on here. Um, I have one more thing I want to chat with you about, uh, which is... Yeah, of course. I believe mm-hmm. technically you were Jennifer Lawrence before the other Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence got famous. Thank um, you. Yeah, I am <laughs> the go. OG. Which does bring up the fact of what we name our businesses. And you are Grounded Hypnosis, which groundedhypnosis.com, yes. which uh, is very purple, by the way. Nicely done. Um, yes. And just Thank curious you. what the journey was of defining that name. I know a lot of people like to use their name in their business, um, which is great. But for me, trees have always kind of been my like 
this sounds so cliche and cheesy, (laughs) but they're always my grounding, right? Like I, you know, I think of, you know, people who go on a cruise for their vacation and, and I can't do it because I I won't have trees nearby. Um, They're, they're what brings me back to me, back to like my ground, my source, my, my ground zero, if you will. I don't, was that the right context? I hope it is. But you had a different Um, context prior, we'll keep going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> this podcast was recorded in 1999. Um, but this, it, it brings me, when I think of something grounding, it, it allows you to put roots and it allows you to go strong. It allows you to be connected to, to source, if you will, Mother Earth, if you will, um, the place that we are right now. It, it allows you to really kind of dig in and, and be stronger, empower yourself. So, you know, I, I toyed around with a lot of things with kind of that theme and then grounded hypnosis came up and I was just like, that's amazing. Like that's, that is really me. And, and the coolest thing, Jason, is when someone goes, you know, calls me up and says, I found you online and the name grounded hypnosis, just that's what I want. I want to be grounded. It just, it blows my mind and excites me to no end when it, when it resonates with my nice. clients and as well. Perfectly, perfectly plugged your website in a very organic way, but I, I gave you the end on that one. Uh, yeah. Thank you. This was, this was great. <laughs> it was awesome that. having you on here. We'll put links over in the show notes at worksmarthypnosis.com on the uh, different social media channels, linking directly over to the website net. Now everyone has anchored into their brains. Um, Phenomenal having you on here. Before we wrap this up, any final thoughts for the listeners out there? First of all, thank you for having me on, Jason. Like, what an honor when you when you sent me the message, and I was just like, oh, this is so exciting. And the newbies that are listening to you that I I know just drink by the cupfuls of Jason's <laughs> wealth of knowledge. <laughs> um, you've got this. Like, you can do it. Just. Don't try to be Jason. Don't try to be, you know, any of the other amazing people in the profession. Just be you. Just connect to who you are. Be curious about what it is you have to offer and really honor what resonates with you, what excites you. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to work with weight release clients. That's not my thing. And it's okay for it not to be your thing. And and a lot of people I know find feel the pressure to find their niche or niche as some people say, um, but it'll it'll come to you, it'll unfold and, and you know, do a few sessions with, with whatever it is and then allow yourself to have those experiences alongside your client um, because this is about being curious and exploring and, and even if you wanna try something new, if you don't have 100,000 people at your first event, it allows you the space to grow and just show up and and modify it and change things as things go along. So, just jump in and do it and and do it as a human, as you. <laughs> you know, be honest in your journey and and it'll feel really good and you'll have so much fun. Hey, it's Jason. And once again, thank you so much for interacting with this program, leaving your reviews online on your favorite podcast players, as well as sharing this episode in your ongoing communications and conversations in our incredible hypnotic industry. Head over again to worksmarthypnosis.com 
This is episode number 396 with Jennifer Lawrence. That's where you'll find a specific page just about this episode with all the links and references that we made throughout the conversation. And again, also check out WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. Look, if you're not yet consistently getting the results you'd like with your clients, check out what we have to say about that over at WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. There's a real intention why we call it that as opposed to a hypnosis certification program, which yes, it is for those that are seeking certification in their first formal training. Yet again, classically half of the crowd are people who already are trained or perhaps already seeing clients and are looking for more skills, more nuances, more abilities to better serve their clients. Check that out, watch the video tour and join the next event over at worksmarthypnosislive.com. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast at WorkSmartHypnosis.com.